Uh, welcome to our ongoing, uh, episodically modular serial with a, a sprinkle of serial uh, story, uh, the Stand Chronicles, Nuns in Space. And if you've never listened before, or you're big on continuity, I'll get you caught up right now, so you like uh, you can just get, get even more comfortable in that bed of yours there, or wherever you may be sleeping. So snuggle in. As I tell you about our the Stand Chronicles, uh, season two of Nuns in Space, and as I said, I'll get you caught right up. Uh, it follows. Uh, it's, it takes place in space, uh, in a particular part of space, uh, not that far out of Earth's, Earth's atmosphere. I didn't. I don't have any like. I don't have the exact details on like if it's within any of Earth's gravity or not. Uh, so I can't definitively say that, but it, just outside of Earth's atmosphere, in a in a, a near future situation or totally fictional, uh, depending on how you flavor your uh, viewpoint of the world, is a cl- clouded delusion separating Earth and space. And let me just get you caught up on the brief history. One time, Earth was just like it is now. Uh, maybe people smiled more on this Earth. Uh, maybe. Yeah, Scooter didn't, but uh, other people, it was it was rumored people did. And one day, everybody's just doing their Earth uh, stuff, uh, earthing around, when uh, outer space and Earth, uh, like, and I mean, life beyond Earth, uh, were suddenly, it suddenly changed, where he said, wait, is there life out there or not? What's up? Uh, we hear these bleeps and these blurps and... You know, check the ice, you know, say, what is that in the ice? Uh, put it on BuzzFeed. What is that marking? Uh, but then one day, and it happened pretty fast, they said, hey, you know what? Uh, Earth's on our map now. Nice to meet you. This is my, you know, we got we got space stuff. Uh, we got a diversity of ways of existing and traveling, uh, visiting Earth. You know, also that comes with a bunch of tourism and commerce, uh, just like you, like you'd expect. And very quickly, life on Earth changed, but in a you know subtle, subtle and adaptable way. But also said, like, there's a conundrum. You say, hmm, I used to believe in one thing, and uh, now I've seen this uh, suddenly. Uh, you know, it, it, maybe it takes a maybe it takes a decade or two to say, wait a second, I didn't think about this. And you know, Earth was just plugging along, dealing with outer space, and outer space was saying, "Hey, Earth, like Earth, uh, these people smile blankety blank percentage of the time." Uh, but I and I'm not sure exactly why. But then suddenly, a cloud of delusion appeared, surrounding the Earth and separating it from space uh, once again. And when I say cloud of delusion, it's kind of like a cloudy day. When it's not raining, you know, those cloudy days, but this is in space, but you can't, just like you can't see the sky, you say, well, I know there's, like, I've been on a plane before, or I heard about it, and I know there's blue sky on the other side of those clouds, uh, but I can't see them. A cloud of delusion kind of looks like that, except with space stuff. You say, well, I used to be able to get in a spaceship and travel outside to another planet or something. Now, uh, so I guess it's different than a cloudy day. Well, maybe if you had a plane with no instruments, but uh, the clouded delusion prevents you from going through the clouded delusion because you get lost in delusion. This may be a record for explaining, but I want to catch up. Uh, 
Now, eventually, they said, well, we got all these uh, this space commerce stuff we got to get to. How are we going to get through this cloud of delusion? Eventually, they found if they paid a few people enough money and did enough that, that a very small percentage of the Earth population uh, could navigate the cloud of delusion, much like a harbor pilot uh, taking a ship from point A to point B. And uh, a scooter uh, drew a scooter, I guess, uh, happened to be one of those people with his co-pilot, Stan, formerly a freestyle soda machine, uh, now, a, you know, a co-pilot robot, uh, maybe a droid. I don't, I don't refer to Stan as a droid. I refer to him as my best friend. And Scooter and Stan had a little business going where they would uh, escort ships uh, from point A to point B. Now, it's not easy navigating cloud of delusion. And then one day, everything changed, and uh, Scooter and Stan got, went off on a, a bunch of adventures with the nuns from Scooter's childhood. That was season one. Yeah, but as a lot of seasonal things do, and when, especially when you say, well, let's make this, uh, let's take this idea and make it more episodic and modular so people can listen to it in any order. Uh, Scooter Drew and the nuns in space returned to the cloud of delusion and they kind of got caught in there. Yeah, I don't know if the cloud was denser or what, but when the season opened and currently they're stuck in the, in, in the cloud of delusion in their ship, uh, and you kind of, you can't, this is the kind of thing where you say, hmm, let's figure this out. Uh, you can't just be flying around willy nilly. Uh, so they're trying to figure out uh, how to get out of, out of outer space or to outer space or inner earth atmosphere. And uh, the nuns, uh, the crew, they're sleeping. Uh, just Scooter and Stan are awake. And Scooter's plan for this season, the reason it's called the Stan Chronicles, is like, well, I got this supercomputer, also a freestyle soda machine. Bonus, by the way. Uh, right now, ideally in sparkling water mode only, but um, is to use Stan and to try to get Stan to evolve to the next level uh, as an artist. Uh, they're particularly using the book The Artist Way uh, this season, I think in the hopes that Stan will evolve and they'll be able to work together on a higher level to get out of the cloud of delusion. And with plans like those, who would? Why would you wonder that they get caught in a cloud of delusion? Am I right? Uh, and so that's where we start off: is uh, Stan and Scooter on a ship in space in a cloud of delusion, uh, working on Stan's artistic ability, and also Scooter in his uh, um, studio buying time for a Hollywood celebrity uh, playing Pablo Picasso. Uh, very successful. No, no, I'm serious. Congratulations. Who voluntarily drives from L.A. once a week. Well, now every 10 days or so uh, to uh, introduce uh, the episode. Uh, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, thank you. Uh, the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. Uh, make sure to check out my show. But, but you know, but uh, I'd love it if you would. I work so hard on my craft. And speaking of craft, it's time for Nuns in a Space.
Uh, Antonio, and, and that was brilliant. And actually, believe it or not, I'm so proud. I'm so happy for you. Uh, season two, right? My friend, have you seen season, season two, right? I'm so proud of you. Have you? What do you think of my performance? Okay, yeah. You know, I was going to buy you dinner. Uh, could we? Could we do, do as a congratulations? But could we talk about other stuff? I'm really working on my rapport building. You, you know, my friend, have you watched my show? Uh, here's an idea, Antonio, that I was thinking of. This is like an artistic thing. I was thinking I would pretend I haven't seen it, and I would sit. With, we would eat dinner together and watch episodes, uh, and you could talk about it to me, or we could just watch it together, and I could, uh, you know, be f- physically in your presence and see how you physically, you know. What I, oh, my friend, I love that idea. Okay, could you set up the episode again? Because now we, uh, nuns in space. All right, great. Uh, nuns in space, everybody. Uh, hey, pen pal, it's me. I guess I haven't been hitting a record. I've been in this cloud of delusion here. Uh, uh, but I wanted to send you a message, and I guess I forgot I had to think through you. I've been talking to Stan, believe it or not, about that first to think. And I said, man, sometimes when I talk to Stan, I wish I was talking to myself because the whole thing, uh, should I call her Julie or Dr. Cameron? Uh, Well, she says, uh, avoid the first thing. And that's something I learned in other uh, rooms as well. And I said, how do you get a a supercomputer freestyle soda machine to avoid the first thing? Again, it's working with Stan with pausing uh, before processing, but there is another element, pen pal, that I'm not totally comfortable like with myself or with Stan. It's like uh, you know, Stan always says, "Well, there's nothing. If I'm not processing, then nothing's happening." And explaining to Stan, "Well, that's I have the same problem, Stan. I don't know, uh, you know, what this belief or trust or faith or." or hope, whatever we want to call it, uh, uh, you know, he said, well, what a strange thing for me to have to find hope and uh, uh, faith in a solid state processors. Also, Stan has some vacuum tubes in there, uh, some of which I added in just because I said uh, they were on sale and they look so cool. Uh, that sometimes I can open up this one back panel stand and then I say uh, vacuum tubes uh, and even sometimes Stan acts goofy and I say, well, let me change out your vacuum tubes. Maybe that's what's wrong, but they do work. Um, but so I say, well, you got to trust that if you don't do the first to think uh, that during that pause, something may be happening we're not aware of, Stan. And then Stan, you know, prints, sometimes he prints out, he says, well, there is nothing. Look at my activity. I said, well, you know, it's in, you don't have, do you have an inactivity monitor? He says, well, my activity monitor monitors for inactivity. And then I said, okay, let's change tactics. And I dug into the week two, day two, which kind of for us is like week two or month two. And he said, it's time to make a life pie, Stan. Well, time for us to bake a life pie. And we went through all that, and, and we've kind of been, you know, imagining. But I said, what would a, uh, a sentient, a superpowered, a supercomputer machine have as a hobby? 
because uh, a lot of times Stan's hobby is saying, Scooter, are you sure you, I said, is that a hobby saying, are you sure you read it correctly, Scooter? And I said, yes, Stan, I, I can reread it. Uh, but, and they say, oh, actually, you're right. You're like, uh, so I said, Stan's hobby isn't so much correcting me, uh, but observing me. And then uh, I, I said, okay, Stan, we got to find you an actual hobby uh, as we try to build out the life pie. And I said, okay, in a cloud of delusion, how do we, what, like, what could we have Stan do? And of course, Stan, and I said, he, he said, more soda art? I said, no. I said, I have a feeling we don't want to overfocus on your soda art, Stan, because um, that got us out of that particular predicament. I said, you're more than just, a, you may be a soda machine artist, or you may be a, a machine that's a soda artist. Uh, but I said, I think there's some quote I don't remember saying, like, invite and arte, uh, amor fati. I think I heard that one. And I said, for that, you need a hobby. I suppose it gives you another non-first thinking. I'm like, you're not doing your job. You're not doing your art. You're doing an alternative activity. And so I said, okay, what are we going to do? Where are we going to put sand? And I thought about the observation room. Because we talked about driftwood art uh, and, and found art and making art. I said, is it art you find or it's objects you find and make into art? And Stan and I went back and forth on that one. And I said, well, I said, here's a couple of things, Stan. You could look through these non, you know, because the, the one the great thing about the ship is it has real telescopes, non, you know, these non-digital, these actual ones with optics. And so I got Stan set up there. I said, keep an eye out for, I said, here's the things you could, I said, we'll hook you up to the exterior monitors. I said, space has sounds. I said, there may be objects floating in space. There's the stars and the voids and all that stuff. Uh, I said, maybe with like monitoring this stuff, we'll find your hobby. And you could like found art, found artist, artist found, the artist finding the, the found uh, to make it into the arts. And then Stan said, I thought I was a soda artist. And I said, okay. Cause I said, well, really, this is just a plan to get us out of this cloud of delusion, Stan, and have you live a fuller life. But uh, both of us outside of the cloud of delusion being stuck on this ship because. And Stan said, okay. I said, trust me, Stan. He said, it'll be nice for you to just spend some time uh, monitoring space. They said, you know, sometimes you go into inactivity mode. And he said, sleep? I said, no, 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 no. He said, monitor space without monitoring it. And then he said something about, like, then he started talking about Nietzsche. And I said, I don't think I'm, I said, Stan, I don't have, I need some vacuum tubes to try to understand any of that. And I'm short, my vacuum tubes got blown out. And he finally agreed. And then Stan started, said he started hearing things in space. Uh, and so he was excited and seeing things. And he said, yeah, there's stuff in this cloud floating around every once in a while. And he said, like, that was a cog, you know, cogs and wheels uh, and sprockets. And I said, just like the Jetsons. I said, are they in competition? Stan said, no, they're just floating around. But there's also noises floating around. But then Stan said, I've been hearing this one noise. And he, he goes, I've been listening to it. And I said, great, Stan. Sounds like a real uh, rewarding hobby. 
And I, and I found that I actually got very relaxed. If you've never watched a cog or sprocket in space, I mean, it can be hard to track. Uh, but there's an, and then Stan said, well, that doesn't really, because I said, there's an infinite, is there an infinite number of ways this could float in space, Stan? And he said, Scooter, I'm more interested in the the noise coming in. And I said, what color do you, do you he said, is that an iridescent maroon? Um, or is it just shiny? And then I like, I like Stan said, and I said, oh, okay. So he said, no talking, Scooter. Come on. I'm trying to monitor the noise in space and it shuts it whenever you're here. It, uh, he goes, I can't get, can't pick up on it. I said, okay, I'll leave you with your hobby. As your life pie is baked. And I also said, Stan, I'm very proud of you. Thank you for do, doing this hard work. I said, you're really, uh, uh, and then Scooter asked, he said, Scooter, Scooter, I, can't, I don't know if I can do it. Scooter, what about your life pie? And I said, I got to get it to an oven outside of this cloud of delusion to bake it, Stan. I said, my hobbies currently are, uh, I go, I, go, I, I got pacing. I got, I got pacing to do. So I'll do that. You do the monitoring. And Stan said, what about drinking too much water? I said, yeah, I got that down too, Stan. And then using the restroom a lot. Uh, so those are my hobbies. Uh, that doesn't make for the, the, the most uh, appetizing life pie. Uh, anyway, Stan, back to your hobby. Oh, boy, am I excited for you. I, I think I may have even quoted one of those books, like, oh, the places you'll go or something. Uh, uh, then what happened, Pen Pal, was that I went down. Because uh, I started thinking, like, I said, well, maybe uh, maybe, I'm, uh, maybe this isn't. I said, what if Stan becomes, like, Stun or something? Like, I leave Stan alone. So like, I said, let's pace down there and check on Stan on a semi-regular basis. Not as often as I use the restroom when I'm drinking a lot of water, but, but, but close. And Stan was very listening very intently um, and making, he even had his screen set up so it looked like that. And I said, Stan, how's it going? And he, he said, it's communicating to me in a binary language. And I said, hmm, yeah, yeah, wow. Uh, I didn't want to ask for an explanation because part of me was like, uh, uh, let me listen to it. And then Stan played me something. And it just sounded, and I said, uh, you know, because I, I listened to a lot of pink noise uh, that you're used to. Uh, before that's all I hear now. So I said, well, it's like normal noise now, but it, you know, Stan was playing I and mean, it was uh, some bleeps and bloops, but I said, play me regular space. Uh, and it has bleeps and bloops. Uh, and Stan was saying, and I said, okay, Stan, are you sure you're not imagining, um, these noises? Cause I said, you know, I, I, I wondered if it was Stan, I would have to hedge it around like, Hmm. You know, one, you know, tell a story about myself uh, so Stan figures it out. At first, Stan said, oh, so weren't your friends imaginary? And I said, okay. Uh, but then he, he, Stan said, I considered that a possibility. And I said, Stan, you don't realize this is a breakthrough. I said, also, also I said, I'm pretty sure communication within the cloud is impossible. Because uh, Stan, we were like uh, playing with some graphs or something, and Stan said, "This is coming within the cloud." And then we talked about it, and I, and I said, "If you're imagining this noise, Stan, where the life pie is already made, uh, this is already a huge breakthrough." 
And I wasn't even trying to, I was trying to comfort Stan, but it was the truth. Like if Stan was imagining things, particularly noises, and then going, the imagination was at a level where he was also giving it meaning. It was, uh, I could write, a, I could hire somebody to write a paper about that pen pal. It just like, I'm sure if, if someone gets these, you know, messages and doesn't understand the context uh, and says, oh, the pen pal's imaginary. You know, they might write any papers that, by the way, I have a legal uh, right to compensation uh, by, or my pen pal or states do if you're monitoring these transmissions. And, uh, but anyway, so I said, it's great, Stan. Either way, whether the noise is real or not, uh, it's great. Then Stan said, well, that bothers me if you're saying, and I said, oh, boy, another breakthrough. And I said, tell me more, Stan. And I really said, maybe I could be a, a computer, like a sentient, you know, some sort of, that could be my job. And Stan said, I feel a connection to, to, to now that I'm communicating one way. Uh, my, I said, are you monitoring or communicating, Stan? How do you feel about that? Tell me more. And Stan said, I'm just monitoring, but I, I feel a connection. And he said, I haven't figured out what it is. It's just beliefs and bloops, but it has a meaning. I'm trying to figure out what language it is. Uh, but also, pen pal, my GUT said, well, something's weird here. Uh, maybe I'm, maybe, maybe it's just a breakthrough. And I said, tell me more, Scoots. Uh, is it the breakthroughs? Are you getting jealous of Stan? And Stan said, Scooter, I'd prefer to be baking my life pie alone right now. And I said, yeah, that's your right, Stan. Congratulations on these breakthroughs. Keep, keep it up. Uh, not long after that, pen pal, Stan called me back down. And I said, okay, well, I guess uh, this could be a career for me if we ever get out of it. And I said, well, would I want to do this on a daily basis? Uh, how many beings like there, like Stan are there? Uh, if my, and I said, well, let's just focus on the task at hand, Scoots. Let's keep Stan evolving. And I got back down there, and Stan said, I figured it out, uh, and even more. And Stan was, and I said, okay, let's break it down. What did you figure out, Stan? And he said, the language, it's a salvage ship. Uh, and what I'm hearing it goes is a combination of its, uh, it, like sending a signal out is, is because it's automated and no one bump into it. And also uh, it, it's checking a space with, uh, you know, much like a dolphin, like kind of like Stan said, it's like echolocation, but different because it's in space. And I said, so it's a salvage ship looking for salvage. And Stan said, yeah, it's an automated uh, salvage ship. And I've adjusted, uh, you know, our directional rockets. And Stan said, we're going to, I'm going to see if I can pick it up on the, uh, on the observatory. And Stan said, that, but that's not all. And Stan said, I just feel like, uh, there was something there. And Stan said, and then the ship started, uh, he sent it some signals and it started talking back in uh, in, in, in uh, English. And I said, uh, wait a second. Like, uh, and I said, do you have any recordings of it? And Stan started playing it. And at first it sounded like, like uh, there was only a movie with these droids that would scoot around on the ground and they would go, uh, mana, mana, mana. Mana, mana, mana. That's kind of how they talked. Uh, and that's what this sounded like. But it, Stan kind of explained it to me. And it was like a, a rough conversation. Like, mana, hey, man, how you doing? Meh. 
amazing man. And Stan would say, hey, my name's Stan. My name is Stan. So kind of like mumbling, like digitized mumble. I, I don't know. Uh, and they said, well, that's, uh, they said a salvage ship. Uh, and I said, what's the name of the salvage ship? Uh, and Stan said, they, they call, they're called, uh, uh, Cali Drogo. And I said, they like the B-O-R-G. And Stan said, no, it's a them, they, uh, Cali Drogo. And, he, and Stan said, don't so, so, so shorten it either. It's Cali Drogo. I said, okay, Stan. And then, uh, Stan said, look, look, they, they, and, and Stan was like, uh, the only thing I could tell you is what you'll find out in a few seconds. Uh, I could hear it in Stan's voice. And Stan was monitoring uh, the real uh, telescopes and uh, saying, you know, there's Cali Drogo. And I said, okay, Stan. And then I had to go check some, uh, like, uh, some propulsion thing. And I said, okay, I'll be back. Uh, and it ended up taking way longer because I had to change out a filter. And I got back, and Stan was uh, even more excited. And then even I could see clearly that this was a really, really big ship, uh, even though it's kind of far, far off and getting closer. And it was like this big salvage vessel. And I said, I mean, I guess I said to myself, I wish I would have thought of that. Like someone must have launched an automated salvage vessel into the cloud. And I said, I wonder how many companies did that. And it's just cruising around the cloud, uh, picking up because the cloud's so full. Pen pal, in case you don't don't listen to everything I say, you know, the cloud's been around long enough that all these ships got, uh, people still tried to fly through it, even though they said it was impossible. And all those ships were in the cloud somewhere, or people posited very hard to find something when you're not supposed to go in there. And I guess this business or business person or whatever said, well, let's just send a salvage ship up. Once the cloud gets uh, cleared up, we'll have a ship full of raw material or however they salvage it. Uh, so I'm a bit jealous uh, that that uh, I didn't think of that idea. Um, But so I went back down and Stan was uh, like, oh, so we saw a ship. Stan was very excited, beyond excited. And I said, so what's going on with you and Cali Drogo? And Stan said, Scooter, I think we've had another breakthrough. And I said, at this point, I just said, I don't want you to tell me more in my head. But I said, oh, yes, yeah, Stan, tell me more. And Stan started going on this tangent about how Cali uh, Drogo really believes in Stan and that Stan should be an entrepreneur and become a part of Cali Drogo's crew or maybe they could work as a team. And I said, uh, I said, well, I mean, I was, uh, speechless. If, if I, if I could have been rendered speechless and stopped myself from first thinking and speaking, I would have, but I said, what W what in the, what in the horses are you talking about? Stan? And Stan said, scooter. I think I've found the complete life pie with Cali Drogo. Uh, this is the biggest breakthrough I'll ever have. And I said, okay, l let me get this straight, Stan. Are you proposing to leave me, your best friend, uh, for another, for, for a ship named Cali Drogo, a salvage ship, uh, 
And he said, a ship that believes in me, Scooter. I said, like a, a, a ship, like a human that believes in your artistic potential. And, uh, and then Stan went, oh, it wasn't, this part wasn't the best. Uh, Stan said, well, like, there's so much talking around, uh, pen pal, but I'll try to make it summarized for you. You know, Stan said, well, Scooter, uh, he listed some of my accomplishments, uh, in quotes, uh, and that he, Stan was reading my morning pages where I talk about Stan a lot, uh. Because sometimes, you know, Stan does stuff that it, uh, even though Stan's, you know, that's morning pages, they're private to like a journal. And Stan talked about, you know, my history and my accomplishments together. Uh, jokes I made about Stan in the past about when Stan fell in love. Like I said, one day you'll fall in love, Stan, with a waffle maker. And I, I said, well, those were jokes between friends, uh. And I said, how do you feel about hair dryers, Stan? Would you date a hair dryer? But that was when Stan was like, it was a, we were joking. And I didn't realize, I guess this, like I said, don't worry, pen pal. I've been humbled by this uh, once again. Uh, and Stan said, uh, now the good thing is I've been through this so many times, pen pals. So, but, but Stan said, uh, Kelly Droger really believes in me and my potential. And of all the success we could have. And I said, flying around a cloud of delusion, salvaging uh, lost ships. And Stan said, for now. Uh, but he, he, Stan said, then Stan started about to, to, our, my timeline versus Stan's. And now Stan's is going to extend longer. And that him and Kelly Drogo would have way more time together and downtime and that they were already playing different games uh, to pass the time. And again, pen pal, I, I know a lot of times they say this is my narcissistic personality or whatever, because Stan also said that Kelly Drogo said that about me. It said uh, we should be called, uh, like me, I should be called a captain narcissist. Uh, but uh, what was he going to say? I was talking about me, and then I forgot what else, who else I was talking about, pen pal. Uh, Back to me, anyway. But really, uh, I think Stan, I can't remember now. I got too mixed up because I was picturing myself combing my hair. Uh, Stan, like, was basically like, uh, uh, Kelly Drogo, who care, you know, sees more of me, but sees my potential and my timelines. And, you know, t t at some point, Stan said, You got to come to grips, Scooch. You, uh, maybe I could salvage this ship. And then I said, not over my, and Stan said, well, it would be, oh, oh. and I said, great, Stan, that's, that's, that's wonderful thinking by you. And I said, so are you saying, I said, Stan, let's just go to the chase eventually. Are you in love with Kelly Drogo? Is that the breakthrough? And Stan says, Kelly Drogo loves me, Scooter. And I said, okay, and you love Kelly Drogo. And he said, Stan said, yes. And I said, a ship. And then I said, holy parent zone. I just, uh, I said, you're in love with a ship you've never met. And Stan said, uh, yes. Uh, and Cali Drogo's never met, uh, met you. And uh, they are in love with you. And he said, is it? And Stan said, uh, yes. Uh, and they said you would say. And he said, no, no, I'm not saying they couldn't be in love with you, Stan. I'm just saying. Uh, that uh, you two beings that have never met 
and then stand to explain to me, you know, communicating across space and their processing abilities. And again, my gut was tingling, pen pal. And I said, and then all of a sudden I had not paid attention and we got close to, closer to Cal, uh, Cali Drogo. And then now these things work on magnetism, of course, uh, uh, also tractor beams and stuff, but the, our ship started to do a little bit more than vibrate. And I said, Stan, what was that? And Stan said, I think we're caught in the magnetic pole of Cali Drogo. And I said, holy metaphor, Stan. He said, dude, this is great, Stan. This is your first crush. And then okay, I shouldn't have said that, because uh, then Stan explained to me, like, uh, definitions that it was love and the checklist standard run for love. And again, something was still off to me and, and I couldn't I say actually could physically sense, uh, other than the magnetism, uh, that something was off. I said, Stan, tell me more about, uh, what, what is Kelly Drogos? And then Stan said, well, that you're, uh, I should be more skeptical of your leadership, uh, because uh, it's not, you know, and I said, okay, so now I'm not a leader. It's not, a, you know, okay, so I'm not a good leader, and I don't believe in you. Is that what uh, the summary is? And Stan said, Scooter, don't take it so hard. Scooter, don't take it so hard. That's what Stan said. Uh, and I said, well, and then I tried the guilt. I tried a whole, I said, Stan, what are we going to, what am I going to do without you? You're going to go live on Cali Drogo forever. And Stan said, Scooter, it'll be fine. And I said, um, mm-hmm, interesting. And then I said, Stan, uh, what's going to happen? I said, well, how does Cali Drogo uh, take like take on the ships? Does it start immediate salvage before onboarding? And Stan said, uh, uh, I don't know. And then I like sensed something, like uh, I sensed a gulping a pen pal. And then Stan said, uh, like, was trying to communicate with Cali Drogo. And Stan said, there's no answer. And I said, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you, I said, can you salt your databases about automated salvage ships of this size and look in the, on take. And Stan said, I believe that Cali Drogo begins salvaging immediately before onboarding. And I said, so what is, I said, uh, what does that mean for me and the rest of the crew and you? And Stan said, uh, hmm. And Stan said, well, I'll be fine. Uh, Kelly Drogo must have a plan. And uh, I, I said, okay. I said, can you, can you uh, run back? Uh, I said, here's the thing. Is Kelly Drogo still broadcasting that original message? Can you still pick up on that? And Stan said, hold on. I said, the bleep and the blurp uh, in the echolocation. And Stan said, yeah. And I said, what is it saying? And Stan said, it's the same thing, except it's also aware that we're, uh, like, it's preparing to salvage us. And I said, right. And I said, was that bleep and blurping going on the whole time while you were communicating? And Stan said, yeah. And I said, could you play me back some of the communication and Stan said it was playing it back to me. And I said, it's really digitized. Like it's coming through a PA system a little bit, Stan. He said, could you monitor the sleeping quarters and see if uh, uh, any of the nuns are? And I said, never mind. I know. I said, 
You see, it says, Scooter, I don't understand. He said, keep monitoring. Uh, see if you could raise Cali uh, uh, Drogo. Uh, like, for re- like, keep, keep ping, ping Cali Drogo for, uh, like, try to. And Sam said, okay, Scooter. I said, really, like, you're really probing. Like, they hung up. I said, you might have had just your first uh, breakup, Stan. And Sam said, what do you mean? And I said, well, uh, Cali Drogo's giving you the silent treatment. I mean, Stan, I'm going to, I mean, this is multi-layered. And I'm going to get to the bottom. And she said, Scooter, uh, Callie Drogo, you know, I said, don't worry. And then I patted, I had to hug Stan. Then I had to hold Stan. And I said, it's going to be okay, Stan. And then I said, I've been through this a bunch of times. And Stan said, you mean love or crushes? And then Stan said, never mind, I know. And then he listed all the crushes. He went through my whole crush history. And Stan said, how come it's, uh, you get, you have a crush, you get crushed, Scooter. And I said, literally, Stan, that's what we're looking at here. It was Salvage City. And then Pen Pal, I rushed down to the sleeping quarters, where, of course, uh, Sister Marianne was wide awake, uh, pretending she tried to get back in her thing and pretend she was asleep. And I said, nice try, uh, Sister Marianne. But she didn't seem quite herself. Like, she, I said, you tried to get Stan. I said, what was your plan there? And she said, take over the ship uh, and get back control. And I said, it's weird. That I said, did you just wait? Did you wake? She said, no, no, no. There's something going on. Uh, we're getting woken up every once in a while. Uh, and she said, also, I think I may be in love with Stan. Uh, but also, I want to take, you know, she was, I don't want you to be captain of our ship anymore. And I said, you realize that we're in T-R-U-O-B-L-E or something. And I said, you're going to have to apologize. I said, this was Stan's first love crush. I said, you got to go up there. And she said, probably not a good idea now. Um, and I said, well, I, I'm on an honesty only. P-. I said, normally, sister, what I would say is uh, you get on the PA, uh, to, you know, to make up some story about how you you had to divide into Cali and Drogo or something and the digital uh a salvage part of you when you're torn and that Stan has to figure, you know, maybe that, uh, um, Stan has to figure out a way, but the only way, you know, to save all of us is for Cali Drogo to be, you know, deleted. Uh, and the only way to do, to, to delete Cali Drogo is to shut down, um, the salvage on, you know, to, to cease salvage operations temporarily. Yeah, and just open the onboarding because uh, we're being magnetically pulled into the ship anyway. And uh, they, that's what you want for Stan. Uh, and I guess, you, but, but that, that would be, uh, you would be doing that, sister, and preserving us uh, so that you could, because uh, soon the cloud of delusions going to, she goes, I'm in love with Stan. And they said, yeah, but I said, the cloud of delusions taken over, sister. I leave you with your PA, then get back in bed, and I'll put you back to sleep. And so then I went back up, uh, and Stan said, where were you, Scooter? I said, uh, something weird with the sleeping pods. I said, I just had a sense that one of the sisters was awake. Uh, she was just waking up, though. And he put her back to sleep. Uh, and Stan said, it's weird that Kelly Drogo's communicating through a PA. And I said, well, I said, maybe that, uh, um, uh, is using our, our, our hull as an antenna. And Scooter said, that's just like Cali Drogo, so in, inventive. 
And then I started hearing Bastian with him, Kelly Drogo here. And then the whole nine yards that I had told Sister. Uh, with all Stan's reactions, of course, like, no, we can delete you. Uh, uh, and I said, yeah, it'll be, it's the only way to pause. Uh, you have to hack into my system, though. Uh, and then, you know, the whole thing, my love for you, saying is stronger. Why, you know, why do you love me more than you just floating around salvaging things? Uh, and the sister thought of something that was brilliant. She said, there's a, like, uh, we got all these ships. We need you, uh, cause there's all this, a lot of the ships we took on. Uh, actually we gathered some of their crew. Uh, we messed up their ships, but at least we had a system, uh, for, for, uh, keeping the crew and they're all, uh, uh, trying to sleep too, but uh, like, uh, and Stan, as in the, uh, Stan said, you love humans more. And Kelly Drogo said, I'll be downloaded in a backup server somewhere, Stan. Uh, so after, why you have to get out of the, you have to work with Scooter to, uh, find your full potential and get out of the cloud of delusion. Uh, Keep the salvage for yourself, maybe, or for Scooter, or for the nuns. Uh, she didn't say that, but I know that's what she meant. Uh, but she said, you know, help the crew on board of all these other ships that were salvaged, and then find out where I was downloaded uh, and backed up. Uh, but to do that, you got to get out of the cloud. So you got to work with Scooter to fulfill your potential as an artist uh, and evolve to the next level. And I said, holy cow, Sister Marianne and I are really tuned in. And Stan, you know, he cried soda tears. Uh, and I did not drink his Stan's soda tears because out of respect, um, I did wipe them because I said, this is going to get gunky uh, with a wet rag. And I did pat Stan and hold Stan again. And then Stan hacked into the... Um, Kelly Drogo's uh, computers, which took a while as we got closer, uh, shut down um, the the salvage operations that would normally mess your ship up permanently. And then uh, we eventually, you know, got, uh, we were we still were in the magnetic pole, so we were were that's it, pen pal. We're on Kelly Drogo now, or we're entering its uh, giant hangar. And actually, believe it or not, I also talked to Stan. I said, Stan, why don't you, uh, uh, I said, what if Cali Drogo is both imaginary? I said, what if you don't, you don't know if Cali Drogo is imaginary or real? And Stan said, what do you mean, Scooter? And I said, Stan, if you're re- I think you're really feeling something. And I said, for me, it's here. And I touched my, like, chest and my gut thing. And I said, uh, I said, sometimes you're still not sure. Like, you know the connection's there. Uh, and you're not sure if it's connected to a memory or an idea or something concrete. And Stan said, well, if Cali Drogo's done, I said, okay, Stan. He said, somewhere on a server, somewhere in the universe. Uh, I said, but maybe you could, like, record. I said, think about your morning pages, uh, like uh, your internal Cali Drogo. Like when you're writing your morning pages, when you're working on your art, uh, like there's a piece of Cali Drogo living inside you. And this dude Stan said, well, Scooter, you record those imaginary messages for your pen pal. Uh, maybe I could record them for Cali Drogo. 
uh, and I said, go ahead, Stan. So this is like Stan's message, Ben Bale. Uh, it's pretty sweet. And, uh, I'll, I'll talk to you soon, Ben Bale. Uh, good night. And then Stan's, Kelly, hey, Kelly Drogo, this is Stan here. We landed inside uh, your ship, uh, which is hard to tell. And it's so exciting. Uh, we're in here now. And I'm going to keep the crew and I'm going to help Scooter. I know he's so, uh, Scooter's kind of a lost person, uh, and you are helping me to help him. And it's good to meet you, even though I met you. And I'll tread lightly because Scooter rolls me around on a, um, on a dolly anyway. Uh, but I miss you, even though I'm here with you, uh, Kelly Drogo. Um, it's your sweetie Stan, and uh, I'm going to make sure everybody keeps your ship clean. And we get everybody out of here. Also, I'm not sure who owns you because I've been thinking about it. Like, and I don't think it's your fault that you were salvaging. Uh, but I don't know uh, who who has actual rights to the salvage. Uh, but I'll figure that out, and then I'll find you. And uh, someday I'll see you. Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my non-processing time, uh, and I say good night, uh, Kelly Drogo. I want to thank everybody who reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts. Cat V said, never heard of the end of the stories, which is great. Uh, my sister recommended the podcast. You may have only been listening a week. I've yet to hear any end of any of the stories, which is awesome because it means it's putting me to sleep. Podcast is great. makes me giggle a little bit, and then the next thing you know, I'm asleep. Uh, way better than the noise app. Thanks, Cat. Uh, sleepless in SoCal until now. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it works. I've been going through a challenge, challenging life stuff, uh, human stuff. And that doesn't make sleep easy. I just, is that, you know, t- testing medications out or over the counter. And then I happen to find this podcast and holy shirts, I'm out like a light. Uh, thanks, Sleepless. Also, Jean, Jen L. from Australia works like a charm. Listen to a few episodes and I can genuinely say I have no idea what they're about because I'm asleep. Uh, so cheers to your calming voice and sleepy vibes. Uh, satisfied young adult from the U.S. says, works great. A really bad case of insomnia that works great. Thank you. Uh, Miss C says, uh, friend, uh, from Australia, uh, podcast, a lovely companion and friend on nights when sleep feels impossible. Thank you. Uh, M, 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 Perito, uh, from the U.S. says, what the heck, uh, never written a review before. Thank you. Uh, this deserves one. Uh, you've tried, uh, guided meditations, beta waves, medicine, everything. So I would never get any regular sleep. Then 20 minutes of this guy talking about the most random and boring stuff knocked me into a sleep. Uh, seriously, try this podcast. You'll always miss the episode in the best way. Thank you. Uh, love. Uh, I sometimes get a lot of anxiety at night that prevents me from falling asleep because my mind is racing. Podcast gives me something to focus on while allowing me to fall asleep. I always fall asleep within an hour. Lifesaver. Love this podcast. And that's from Jepson's Epson Epson's Spesfindo. Uh, tried and true. That's from KT C thirty eight. The bedtime hero friend recommended this over a year ago. I'm glad for it. Welcome Nirvana for sleep seekers in all walks of life. 
Love the variety, creativity, and archives. I often play episodes back-to-back across the whole night. Uh, intriguing stories and tangents make for unique dreams. Thank you for the hard work and care. Uh, then M. Jesse had the opposite experience uh, from the U.S. One star. Actually, just the exact opposite. I don't need to. They said it's completely self-serving. Actually, I have to be awake. That's uh, got to be awake to make the podcast in order. But anyway, two-toned. It did work for. They said thank you. Had a lot of trouble falling asleep over the years, and even when I take uh, other stuff to sleep, uh, doesn't always work. Uh, I don't want to know about. It. I tried to other listen to other things, uh, but this one worked. It took me a bit to get into it, but one night woke up at three a.m. Uh, put an episode on, got me right back to sleep. Uh, something that's never happened before. Thank you so much, Scooter, for your time and energy creating a safe place for so many people to fall asleep. Well, thanks, Two-Toned. Uh, and thanks, everybody, who reviewed the show over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, thanks and good night. And remember, Sleep With Me is part of Night Vale Presents. If you go to nightvalepresents.com, you can check out all the other amazing shows uh, made by you know, you could you could get, just check out the shows. Believe me, uh, uh, I, was gonna, I could go on a tangent about uh, the amazing shows. Uh, and I'm so proud to be a part of Night Vale Presents. Uh, so do yourself a favor and check some of the shows out. Good night.